It's June 4th, 2020, and you're listening to the Architecture Geeks podcast. I'm Larry. And I'm Matthew. And we're your friendly neighborhood architects being geeky as we want to be. Welcome to June, everybody. Yay! We're officially, well, not officially the summer yet, but it feels like it's the summer already. I don't, I don't know about you. It's hit mid-90s and humid. That qualifies for summer in Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it hasn't hit the uh, 115 and, and 95 degrees for the low yet, so. Oh, I, I hope we never get there again. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I'm really not wanting it, but. But as we start easing into summer, I know that, um, at least here in Texas, more and more things are starting to open up. Everything from, I think restaurants are, are they're getting ready to allow 75% capacity in restaurants and uh, groups of 10 are allowed in restaurants and others like the water parks are starting to open and the amusement parks. And I'm just like, okay, that's hard to fathom that, that we are at that stage but it's summertime so i guess that's makes sense <laughs> mm, i don't know about that I, I i personally would steer clear of any kind of amusement park just because you, you want to talk about sharing any kind of surfaces with anybody that's that's as close as you get in public these right now and, and restaurants too i guess yeah yeah we we would love to go back to our favorite mexican restaurant but we're not about to there's six of us and we usually end up in the main room where they have all the big tables. And I'm like, Nope, Nope, not going to happen. But the other thing that's, that's interesting is that offices are starting to allow some of the offices to open. So if you've got a office job, you know, they're, they're at a point where I think they're still at 25% and people are they're allowing people to start venturing back in, except that there's some confusion as to what 25% means because some of the some of it's like if you have an office, your office can have twenty five percent occupancy. But then there are buildings who who are saying, "Well, we can only have twenty five percent of the people in the building." So if you happen to be an office that occupies three floors, <laughs> you know it's that weird kind of kind of balance between the two of trying to figure out just how many people can actually fit in the building. Huh? I never thought of it like that. Well, and, and you guys have it easy because what you're three people. <laughs> well, technically, there's there's six with we, we share an office with another firm, so there there's actually six people total in our office. <laughs> but yes, our office is a, a significantly smaller. Yeah, but but you're also open office as well, right? Yes, yes, and and that's where I think we could start with today is just talking about how the. Open are the pros and cons of the open office. The uh, and then how that might impact or how that might be impacted uh, by the virus, especially as things are opening up. Yeah, and and for those of you who don't know, so so you know we we talk about you having an open office, and even my office was was you know quote unquote kind of open. I mean, we we sort of had dividers, but there was only three of us, and the stations were giant, so. We might as well have been an open office, I guess. But for most people, so so there's something like 70% of offices in the U.S. are currently open office. And for people who don't know what that means, if you haven't been in one, lucky bastard, um, 
if you haven't been in one, then what it really means is you transition from having a cubicle to either low walls or no walls. So you can see everybody working around you and everyone can see you. And there's even gotten to the point where there's this idea of just open desking. So you have just rows, like a long row of desk, and you're sitting next to somebody potentially new all the time. And and this is one of those weird things that I thought, you don't have a dedicated desk. So you don't know where you're sitting when you go in. You just get assigned a seat, so you never know who you're sitting next to. And it sort of took that open office idea, I think, a little bit to the extreme. Well, and, and I think that would definitely fall under the 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 cons list in in my book just because you know there's well, i guess we can start there because I, I know i personally don't like <laughs> the open office plan it's for me it's distracting you know you have a harder time focusing uh you you know people need time to to think and, and concentrate and and if you have to hear all the conversation around you and maybe you have a neighbor who has uh you know, the, uh, some sort of uh, tick that, you know, he has to tap his leg, you know, 50 times a second in order to focus on his work, you know, that you have to, you're, you're just constantly surrounded by noise. And, and, oh, <laughs> to me, that it's, it, it's very distracting. There's, you know, the, there's been a lot of research that has suggested that people lose 86 minutes per day to distraction in open offices. 31% said they had to leave the office to get work done. Yeah, that that's that's the one that killed me. I'm like, 31% of the people that I talked to said they had to leave to get work completed. I'm like, that is not, not a good thing. Yeah, a third of your workforce just up and leaves. Like, okay, I'm actually going to get stuff done now. Yeah, I'm going to go home and work because I can't I can't do this. And and to be fair, I've I've had that experience of, you know, and the last office I was in, the the shared office I was in, there were days where I had to get up and leave and come home because there was so much activity happening around me that I couldn't couldn't concentrate long enough to get anything done. And and the idea of the open office, the whole idea was that this is one of the pros, but we'll talk maybe talk to con first, was they tend to be less collaborative because you're trying to you're trying to force this environment so that everyone can sit down and, and have this big confab and everyone will suddenly trade ideas and whatever. But what they're finding, you know, though they found that there was a drop of 70% on face-to-face interactions because people would sit there, you know, you're, if you're trying to work and someone's trying to come up to you, you can make those things happen where they will not approach you, you know, either give them a good stink eye or suddenly you're you're up and running to the restroom, or sometimes you just stick your headphones on. And so instead of talking to people the way they're imagining you're doing, you actually have, you shut yourself off from everybody else. And I know <laughs> the, the headphones are particularly popular in my office. Um, the office I would normally be at right now uh, is completely open, and we have all found ways of of drowning out each other's conversations and distractions. 
it's it's a small office. We'll go for a walk outside on the phone if we're if we're meaning to talk on the phone. You know, when the when the weather's bad, we'll use the conference room. Um, but like you said, the most popular solution, especially in our office, is just to get these big bulky headphones and crank the music all the way up. <laughs> Side note, it definitely makes talking to your coworker difficult, especially if you actually want to get their attention. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, excuse me, I, I hate to, I hate to bother you, but, but you, you'd also you you brought up something else too. You said walking outside to take a phone call because part of the con of this is the lack of privacy you end up with. And I know that everybody has to have a private conversation at some point. You know, it may not be every day, but probably at least once a week. And if everyone is sitting around, you can hear everything you're saying. Suddenly life isn't so private anymore. And and I think that's where the the more enclosed bases would become more valuable at that point. You can... Someplace you can run off to. Yeah, run off to and just shut the world down. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so James is the last office that James actually worked in. They had revamped the office and it wasn't quite open office because there were, there were closed offices around the perimeter for the, for the upper level management. You had to be at a certain level, but they had reduced all their cubicles down to like, I think the max height of the wall was four feet, maybe, maybe a little bit lower than that. So everybody could see everybody and everybody could hear everybody except James dealt with compensation and clients, I mean, very private client information. And he's like, I can't be on the phone. <laughs> I can be on the phone discussing this stuff and have everybody around me hear me because it's, it really is privileged information. So he would spend his days instead of, instead of being on the phone at his desk, he would be huddled away in one of the, like the small conference rooms that hold, only held like four or five people and he would spend his day instead in that conference room instead of at his desk because there was basically zero privacy. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm sure that, and this gets to our next point that I'm sure that that, that can be kind of stressful maybe because, you know, you're talking, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to guard your, your workstation and kind of hunch over it and, and, you know, having people not looking over your shoulder constantly, you know, it, it, can, it definitely turns up. It would definitely turn up my my blood pressure a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and I, I would think too that the whole idea that you're having to hear everyone else's drama, you're hearing their stress, so your stress is going up. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. No, shit rolls downhill, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one way to put it. But the other thing I, I think too is because we are both introverts. So what does that do for you? I mean, if you're in an you're in an open office and you're an introvert, how much stress does that add to your day? I mean, it's definitely a lot harder to concentrate. That's uh, that's one direct result that I that I've found. Um but yeah, no, I could I could definitely see where it it would definitely make a lot of people uncomfortable. <laughs> but I also don't think it's the the type of stress that it, it's a, I don't think it's immediately obvious. Um, I think it's something, it's a, it's a more subtle thing that people might not notice. And that's where the danger is. Nobody thinks, oh yeah, the open office is really stressing me out. You know, it's, it's, it's my neighbor who's, who's stressing me out or it's, it's, you know, the, the 
AC vent that's directly over me and, and that's and the noise or the temperature is, is bothering me because the, the entire office has to be at a certain temperature. And, and it's a realization that people come to slowly over time after they've become more familiar with the space that they're working in. And then they're like, oh, yeah, this kind of sucks. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Totally. And well, I th- I think too. It's is that stress of you know you're you're constantly munching on something and you you're not paying attention to it because you're just constantly snacking all day, and it's like oh wait a minute, that's why <laughs> this place is really stressing me out. I had no idea. Well, and and then our and then our last. I guess major con, especially in this time of uh, pandemic and everything closing down, is germs. You know, sick people are more likely to spread illness or to spread any kind of disease to their coworkers in an open office. You know, one sneeze to rule to to rule them all <laughs> to ruin them all. <laughs> oh boy, I messed that up. <laughs> No, no, but 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 it's right. One sneeze to ruin them all. Yes, your your lovely Lord of the Rings rings joke there. But no, it's but it's true because I mean, my first office I ever worked in, we, we weren't open office. I mean, we weren't. We had sort of architecturally designed cubicles, for lack of a better word. They're big workstations, and we were you know fairly closed off. But the rule of thumb was you didn't come to the office sick, because we were a small enough office that that one person being sick could result in five of us being sick and in a small office, you can't have five people being sick. So, you know, you've gone to this open office idea where someone rolls in and the first sneeze, they've gotten four or five people around them sick, which is in and of itself kind of frightening. (laughs) Yeah. I, and, and I don't know how, I don't know how you come back from that after, (laughs) After after the whole virus thing, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it's like he just coughed. Let's club him to death with a chair. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, but but the other so so one of the other things too. So so there's this whole I did this whole con thing of, of having an open office and and everyone talks about their pros to this that that supposedly you get better communication between workers, although more and more studies are showing otherwise, and that the offices can be a little more flexible, which I think is true. You know, think about it. If it's it's easier to arrange desk than it is to rearrange a bunch of cubicles. And if you've ever had to move out of an office with cubicles, you'll know this to be true because <laughs> the the breakdown of these things. I mean, granted that the companies know how to do it, but suddenly you're it's a lot more effort to break down all these cubicles than it is just to move, move a handful of desk. And 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 I I. I'm assuming they're probably maybe slightly cleaner. You know, they're, they're, I wouldn't say cleaner, but there's no giant sea of cubicles. You can you can see across the office. You know, whether or not somebody's desk is messy or not, that's that's one way or another. But it, it, it and it also it can also provide for more natural light. It feels more open, and and so it can remove that claustrophobic feeling that cubicles might give you. Yeah. Well, you know, if it's, if you've got one, one row, if you're in a building, it's like you're on one half, one side of the the building, you may not have a ton of windows to look out of to start with, but now everybody has a view to the outside. So you've got that, that sort of better aesthetic going. And supposedly this is the open office idea was supposed to be 
um, more egalitarian so that it sort of supposedly removes this idea of there are people in hierarchy and so everyone's sort of on a level playing field. And I'll, I'll tell you the, the thing that caught, caught me on this one was when James, years ago, James went to a client in London and not only did they have the open office idea, they had open desking to the point that when you came in every day, you had no idea where you were sitting and no idea who you were sitting next to, which meant that on any given day, you could be sitting next to the CEO or you could be sitting next to the HR manager. You know, the kind of people that probably shouldn't be on the phone discussing things in an open office environment. <laughs> so on the one hand, you're saying it could be more egalitarian, but on the other hand, maybe not so practical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably probably not. And, and, you know, I think, too, it's the whole idea of it sort of reduces the office politics. And, and I, I don't know. I mean, it's been a long time since I've been in that situation. And I know, and I know, Faye has, uh, Faye, my wife Faye has that situation at Pepsi where everybody, everybody has a cubicle. So no matter, you can be the 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 CEO of North American, the North American division. You can be HR. You can be, you know, just your entry level accountant. Whatever it is, everybody everybody has a cubicle. So on the one hand. It, it, it would reduce that office politics because nobody has an office window, but then on, on, then I could start to see where it might get perverted a little bit because you could have, um, I know uh, like in my first job where, um, there were like, and as you described earlier, you know, you have, you have fully enclosed offices, you know, with large windows and, and privacy doors that you could shut around the outside of the building and then a large open space in the middle full that's just open office um and then that that, that's where the the open office i guess kind of gets distorted into well (laughs) all the all the minions get the open office but all the all the 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 big boss people get the get the the good real estate yeah yeah no it's 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 an it's an interesting concept i think to to have that idea that, that the CEO is sitting out there with you or the, the HR person or, you know, upper level management sitting out there with you. But at the same time, it doesn't seem very practical, but yeah, that's, that is, that is really the open office. If, if you've never been in one, I think a lot of people tell you to count, count yourself lucky because it can be that stressful and it can be confusing. And, and it brings up the question of, so, so everyone's going back to work. And with the pandemic and what we've learned from that, does an open office still make sense? Or are we seeing the death of an open office? I would tend to think that it may be the beginning of the end or, or maybe uh, a sharp turn to the right <laughs> from, from, from the open office plan. You know, you got the, the open office train chugging along this way and then you know, the virus hits and all of a sudden that gets derailed a little bit, especially when you're talking about spreading the virus. To me, I personally don't feel like or everybody has 
everybody who has been able to has been working from home and has gotten used to the idea of let's work from home. Now that you've given people a second option, I don't think that the the open office will be the 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 go to in the uh, in the near future or you know distant future after even after we've recovered from uh, this pandemic because we will, um, but I don't think the the open office will necessarily survive with it, or at least in the same way that we've recognized it to be. Yeah, I, I think there is something to that. Well, you have the whole idea of companies realizing, even architecture firms realizing that people can work from home and more and more people can work from home. James's company, in fact, their office downtown is been so condensed that there's not enough room for everybody who technically would be coming into the office. So it's it's really encouraging people already to work from home. And now that we've had the pandemic come through and everyone had to work from home, suddenly there's that idea that, well, maybe we don't need as much office space. So between trying to figure out how to distance people and keep them safe, now it turns out, well, the easiest way is for them to stay working at home. It's, you know, it's suddenly reduced our overhead. Now, granted, we've got all this open floor space that no one's sitting in, but I, I think somewhere in between the two, I, th- I think we'll see a definite change in the offices. Our friend Greg, the, we were talking with him at dinner the other night, social distance dinner. I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> no one, no one get upset. We didn't sit down at the table. We were talking and they had just, they had just moved into a brand new office that has this, he, he's gone from a cubicle down to the open office concept. And they're trying to figure out how do we, keep our open office idea, but keep people from potentially spreading, spreading germs. And I think they're coming up with an idea that they're putting these plexiglass partitions on top of the existing panels. So you'll have, you know, yes, you'll, you'll be able to see everybody, but instead of being in a, in a normal cubicle, you'll be more of like in a glass cubicle for lack of a better word. You're you're in a bunch of fi- you're in a fishbowl now. <laughs> exactly, you are in a fishbowl. I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's exactly what it is. So yeah, I, I think going forward, we're going to see a big change. Potentially see a big change in the offices, and and I think the the companies out there that are already exploring different different ideas, different different methods for having people work, are going to have this impact what they're already doing. In fact, the the company that James. Um, went to where the CEO was sitting out in the middle with everybody else. They are currently doing a study of their current office environment to see what needs to change. So they are already headed down that road. I'm sure this is going to have an impact on, on a lot of what they've been doing research into. Um, you said Faye actually, so, so the Pepsi actually has cubicles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their, their entire, uh, uh, Frito Lake campus is uh, is nothing but cubicles. It, it's it's wow. a it's a really nice campus, uh, you know, with you know cafeteria. It's a beautiful landscaping. They have uh, soccer fields and a and a disc uh, golf course and 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 plenty of walking trails and everything. But um, the the buildings are, are are just straight up cubicles for everybody. 
Wow. Wow. Well, you'll have to keep us posted on how how the office, how her office moves forward when everyone starts to come back to work. Because I, I would think with the cubicles, you'd have a better better option there. But uh, then again, who knows? It, I think I think people have to people have to feel comfortable coming in, and if they don't have to come in, is it necessary to keep the space? Yeah, yeah. Wow, God, I, <laughs> I always feel like the, last time was light and frothy, and and somehow we've gotten to feel like we've gotten very dark again. Oh, I don't well, know. I mean, you, you got you got pros and cons of an. I mean, I personally don't like the open office plan. That that was that was my whole take on this. But <laughs> but yeah, no. After pros and cons, and 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 then how does the virus impact the open office? I, I think anything that the virus touches tends to take a dark turn. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. Although, although next time we we promise next time, and possibly the next two podcasts should be really different because we are going to actually be talking with our spouses. So you're going to get to hear James. You're going to get to hear Faye, and I'm I'm part of me is excited about this. Part of me is also terrified about this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I need them comparing notes. Oh, but that, that that's that's where all the fun comes. They get to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fun. I, th- I think we'll see how much you and I sit there and cringe, cringe during the process. But, but yeah, I, I it's, it will be it'll be a lot of fun. I think uh, just to have them have them sort of meet and talk about what it's like to live with an architect. Uh, especially now that we're all officing from home, working around an architect, because there really is a dynamic. I think our spouses learn to make adjustments that we're not aware of, maybe? Yeah, I, you, I could say that. Okay. Well, you know, thank you for listening to our exploration of <laughs> pros and cons in the open office and, and, and how the virus is impacting them. And we'll see you on the flip side. We'll definitely see everyone on the flip side and a much, much happier flip side, hopefully. Yes. Yeah. Much happier flip side. But in the meantime, I hope everyone's, I, I always feel weird saying this. I hope everyone's doing well. And cause it sounds, I don't want to sound flippant, but I hope everyone's doing well. This is, this is sort of weird times at the moment. And if I could honestly check in with each and every one of you and see how you're doing, I probably would do it. But in the meantime, we are going to let you go. And we'll be back next week with Faye and James. And, oh, keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.